Welcome to another episode of the Thriving Over Surviving podcast, where we discuss the ups and downs of our autoimmune diagnoses, but ultimately how we thrive in spite of it. I'm your host, Edie Sahesian. I was diagnosed in 2015 with multiple sclerosis. I've learned a lot about MS in myself over the past few years, but the most important thing I realize is that I am going to live my best life. MS and other autoimmune diseases tend to be a bit of a bummer if we let them. So why not battle back by finding our joy? Welcome to the season two wrap up of the Thriving Over Surviving Multiple Sclerosis podcast. And yes, this is the end of season two already. I can't believe it. This season, we leaned in hard on our core values. So I wanted to provide you guys with some stats. Of the 26 episodes and 27 thrivers that appeared on the show, they represented 23 different core values. Family came in the highest with four. Along with that, we had friendship and community represented as well. We could also group teamwork in there too. That was the Digmans, you know. It is hard to go at this alone. And I hope you have your people that you can truly count on to help you. I also hope that this show has also brought others into your life that you have learned from and made connections with. Faith and spirituality were two very common core values this season. Matthew Embry leads us off. God is everywhere and, and, and everything. And that's where the nutritional piece, for me, that's, it's a spiritual discipline. I guess I understand the biology and how that, how that changes my body and all types of things. But there's another layer beneath that. It's like, well, what's beneath the biology? It's the, the biggest change in my life. And again, it just it totally reshaped my understanding of how the world works. It's given me a a new perspective on how to treat people, like where my thoughts go. I thought it was interesting how Matt said that the nutrition piece was a spiritual journey for him. I never really thought about it that way before. He is just really in tune with himself. And I think that's why so many of us look to him for guidance. I really invited Matt on to talk about the new Epstein-Barr research. Well, and this is where, you know, COVID has been a very obviously horrible situation for people around the world. And I, I don't want to take away from how you know devastating this has been for people in their lives. One thing I did say early in it, the, the way people are looking into viruses may be huge for MS. We're changing this, how the world has shifted to look at COVID so critically. You know, and I said this in an interview I did recently, we all understand long haul COVID. Now it's time to understand long haul Epstein-Barr. Uh, and I also think it's going to change the way people with MS think about themselves, where MS has been this mystery, no cause, no cure. If something's wrong, you know, I'm defective. Like, you know, I have this disease. Well, maybe you just got a virus. <laughs> you had a bad reaction to it. And that's it. I really think he has something there. And we know that there are more research studies already underway. You can catch Matt's episode. It was number 60 of season two. Do you guys remember Karen Dwyer? She was on episode 52, which is actually the second in the season. So early on, and she really set the tone, I felt like. 
I mean, how could you not remember this woman? Her temperament and voice, it just makes me feel like I'm at home with my friend. I I think I could listen to her all day long. And now Karen has her own podcast. Shout out to the Talk Healing to Me podcast. Karen spoke to us about balance and building a foundation for ourselves. With her core value of integrity, Karen knows how to keep it real for sure. It is such a big topic with my clients on how to balance what you want to do, what you're doing and, and what you think about, you know, and I suppose the definition of inner peace is when you're saying, doing and acting are the same thing. And, and it can be quite hard to get all of those things in place. If you get all the pebbles on the ground and you're like, okay, this is what's broken or this is what's not working. And I don't mean broken as in a person. I mean, as in like things, the measurement of your goals that you're trying to fulfill on. And if they, if they are not working, use all of those as your foundation, as a solid foundation and put them underneath your feet to step on rather than carrying them with you on your back, really heavy, exhausting and beating yourself up all the time. I just really love some Karen Dwyer. You will tell by the story that this woman is about to share with us that Noelle appreciates some humor, just like me, which, you know, I can't stand but love that. So Noelle was on episode number 64. And even when people are not on their best behavior and say some hurtful things, Noelle makes room to laugh about it. My brand new walker came in the mail. I take it out and I go to walk. And within 20 feet of walking, my first time with my walker, a woman comes up to me and says, oh, are you trying out this walker for someone? Are you like a physical therapist? And I looked at her and I was like, no, this is for me. And so then all of a sudden she just looks and goes, why do you need a walker? And I was like, I have MS and I, I need help and support outside for safety. And she goes, oh, okay. Well, I was just wondering and walks away. And I'm looking at my mother-in-law who's with me. And I said, geez, I just used the walker for the first time. And I'm already questioned about it. So Noelle met Jessica Turner from episode 65. Um, they met online. And did you know that they actually got to meet in person this summer? I believe Noel's birthday and Jessica went down to Boston from Canada to hang out with her friend. And I thought that was just so awesome. The connections that we make with each other. You have to believe you're capable of making the changes you want to make in your life before you're going to be successful making those changes. Jessica is probably a great person to talk about change because her core value of perseverance gives her that. We are going to do this attitude, that kind of thing. And like Jessica, Rachel Rhodes from episode number 56 and 57 she and I chatted about so many interesting things. I had to make two episodes about it. Well, Rachel is similar to Jessica in that I think she is in that go mode 24-7. And she shares that same core value of perseverance. And so she certainly did not want to give up breastfeeding due to her MS. 
I went to my neurologist at that time and she ordered an MRI. I got the results back a couple weeks later and I was all lit up like a Christmas tree. Of course, whenever we reviewed those results, she sat down and she was like, listen, I understand that breastfeeding is important to you, but my job is to save your brain. And at the rate we're going, there's not going to be much brain left to save. So it's time to make a tough decision. So I'm freaking out because I hadn't yet wrapped my mind around what MS really was. Like, you know, this had all been really fast and I'm dealing with a newborn. I hadn't recognized like the gravity of what I had going on yet. So it was very clearly obvious that my disease was not this mild course that they had given me hope for and that instead it was highly active because again, I was still exclusively breastfeeding through all of this. You know, I randomly met Lauren through work, and if it wasn't for us both having multiple sclerosis, I'm not sure if we would have really connected. And when I heard about her MRI experience, I told her that she had to come on the show and share her story with all of you. So let's listen to a bit of episode 53 with Lauren Berger. So what has been your MRI experience? Oh my gosh, terror. Is that a good word to ex explain? So I am a good patient. I, you can take as much blood from me as you want. Give me a hundred needles. I mean, I, I don't want it, but I'm not bad with it. But man, I thought, well, I thought I was a good patient until I had my first MRI. And when I soon realized what a nightmare that was, like you had said, my first one was when I had my, you know, big flare up that led to my diagnosis. And I had no idea what was about to happen. I had never had one before. No one ever really talked to me about them. I feel like my perception of MRIs was what I saw on TV or in a movie. So I had zero idea what was about to happen. And also, like you said, at that point, half my body's numb, my back is killing. It was just, I wasn't feeling well already. So I lay on the brick, which I like to call it because that's what it feels like. And oh, this is actually funny. I just saw the movie Saw 6 or that horror movie, right? Which the way that one started, whichever one came out in 2017, and I saw it in the movie theaters, they all start, you know how that movie is crazy and scary. And they all started that they had like this bucket on their head. And that's like how the movie opens. And they had to like figure their way to like unchain the thing on their neck and take the bucket off. Mm -hmm. So I lay on this table thinking like, okay, whatever. I'll lay on this table for a little. And the girl comes and snaps that cage over my head. And I told her, I was like, oh my gosh, I just saw Saw last night. And this is how the movie started. And she's laughing, making small talk with me, probably not realizing I've never done this. I had no idea what was coming. They're sticking the little cushions by my ears so my head doesn't move. And then she says, here's the little thing to squeeze with your hands. You know, if you ever, if you feel uncomfortable and need to come out, squeeze it. But just know if you do it in the middle of an image, we have to redo it. So like, you know, try to bear with it because whatever you come out for, we have to redo. So now I'm, I also had no idea how long this was. I, I knew nothing. I was just laying there and, and ready to go in. So now the whole time I'm laying there thinking like, no matter what, don't push this thing because I don't want to have to redo anything. So I go back and I'm just, I was completely taken aback. I wasn't expecting any of it. So I'm now caged in a tiny hole that my arms are touching. I like, I just, I did, I wasn't expecting any of it at all. 
Then the noises start. Then it was just everything happened that I had no I, I had no idea any of it was coming. And it was probably about three hours that first one. It felt like 30. And I would not push that thing because I kept telling myself, if you push this thing, you're, you have more of this. You're going to have to go back in and get more. So I had it like in grains in my head. You cannot come out because I'm not going back in. So it was just this, what felt like 30 hours of misery, feeling like I can't go anywhere because I'm not redoing this in this claustrophobic little setup with a cage that I had no idea about. It's just, I feel like it was more of the unknown and then it like scarred me for life. And I just, plus I was so uncomfortable laying on that flat table in pain at the height of that flare up. It was just a very, it was a, it was a very bad experience. And then I feel like everyone since I just have this like fear of them now and I think of weird things and I'm like, what I, what if I'm stuck in here forever? And my mind just doesn't stop. I feel uncomfortable laying on a hard surface really hurts my back. Like that's one thing that really hurts. So I'm in pain the whole time. They are not fun for me. If you're listening and you share this claustrophobia issue that Lauren has, what do you do? I have not experienced the open MRI yet. I'm not even sure if we have that in Orlando, but I'm thinking it might be a little easier. So when your core value is compassion, it's important to apply that to yourself, your own life too. I'm just, I'm just saying, not just others need compassion, we need it too. I would always be like, I hate my body. I used to say it in quite a self-deprecating way, I guess, but there was definitely truth to it. But I think I did have a year or two where I, I really meant it. And I would be like, I hate my body for this. And so I think that's why compassion is such an important one to me, because I've tried to change that. to I'm not at war with myself. Like, we're, we're getting through it. We're doing good. <laughs> that was from episode 67 with Sam Bromfield. And if you haven't listened to episode 68 with Marie, let's see if you can guess what her core value is. Like I always say to face reality for what it is, face the ugly truth. I mean, it's easier to, to face it live and then what? It came from Kevin Hart's show, uh, What Now? I've put it in my own way, but okay, you have MS, now what? Okay, you can't walk, now what? Do something about it. You cannot walk, okay, but life is not over. There's still ways to be happy. There's still ways to do something. Get over it already. I know, I know, sorry for all the listeners that for them it's hard to accept. I'm sorry, because for me, I don't give myself that opportunity or that excuse or that kind of thinking. You have a mess, you have a mess. That's it. Now, what? what do you do about it? It's not the end of the day. So I know it can be hard to accept, but I mean, come on. You know, like you need a mobility aid. Now, now you need a cane. Tomorrow you need a, wheel, a walker, a wheelchair. Yeah, then what? You're still alive. You still can do everything you want to do. You know, get over it already. You're still alive. I mean, how many people wish they would be still alive and they're dead now? Or, or they're on their deathbed and they, they would like to, to have a longer life. I mean, it's just an aid to help you go around. It's just a wheelchair to help you do your stuff. 
I mean, I was afraid, it's true. I was afraid when I started with the wheelchair that, no, it started with the walker. I, w I was afraid with the walker that I would look handicapped at the beginning. Okay, well, I am handicapped, so what if? It's not the end of the world if I look like that. And at the end of the day, it was not voluntarily, but with the heels or whatever else that I decide to feel fashion about it, I don't look handicapped, I think. I think it's in your mind how you see yourself. I think the self-empowerment is to find a way to be in charge of the situation. Even if you cannot be, find a little something that this is what you're going to be in charge of. Like for my workouts, the fact that I give my maximum is what I can control. So I'm going to focus on that. You know, like always find a little thing that I can keep control or I can be proud of myself. So what do you think? Uh, it's self-empowerment. And now that I say that, maybe that you're thinking, <laughs> yep, that sounds right. This woman battled back from the deepest depression and is now like this super thriver. Jay from episode 73 really went through her own battle too. This one is probably familiar to many, including myself, but it's not exclusive to MS. I fully embraced, like, this is just who I am. I started to feel bad about myself. I had never really experienced that before. And so, like, since I was feeling bad about myself, it was like, I got to change something. I've been on a weight loss journey for a long, long time. And the thing that changed was probably, like, this past year. Something happened within me in which I decided that no longer was I working out for appearance. It wasn't about the appearance that I really cared about because I figured out the more that I focus on appearance, the more that either when I do lose weight, I don't recognize it and I'm not giving myself the credit that I deserve because I'm waiting on other validation from other people or I would put too much attention on how other people responded to me because of how I looked. Now, what if your battle extends to someone else? specifically caring for a loved one. Alexis from episode number 71 shared with us how her core value of family is given her perspective as she, her sister and father care for her mother who has early onset Alzheimer's. I think it's a lot of perspective. It's hard for me to even explain because I feel so passionately about it, right? I will never complain because my perspective is I'm watching my mother and your life is great. You're walking around, you're loving your kids, you're making dinner, you're doing all these things. You get to do all these things and your mom can't, you know, the perspective is different. You don't know until you see and experience someone who just can't. And then my experience, and I think this helps with my positivity because it's like, I'm not going to complain. I can't afford to take a, a day off because I got I to be there for her. If I need it, of course I will. But the perspective is so different for me. I think of her being diagnosed with Alzheimer's and watching her decline so drastically, so fast, has me living in a really positive way because you are lucky, you are blessed. I am one of those lucky ones. Yep, I, I am blessed with getting to live this experience of speaking to all of you MS thrivers. Thrivers like Folake, who described in episode number 55 what PPMS looks like for her. 
Now, like I described with um, primary progressive, you have all these little things that bother you. Many people go for decades and don't get a diagnosis because, well, the thing is it keeps progressing and you don't get better because with remedy and relapsing, you get the flares and you get better unless you progress into the secondary progressive stage, then you start to accrue, you know, disability. But usually you get better when you're not flaring. Many thrivers felt that faith in spirituality were core values that trumped all the others for them. Jody is a thriver that has a unique story, including not only her own MS, but also how her husband's mental illness impacted her health and the health of her family. God is at her center. He says, I I just want you to follow me. And so I did. I just stopped. I just chose to look up instead of looking down. I just chose to let go some of the hardest relationships in my life because I, I knew that he was more. I chose to not allow my identity to be defined by what I felt like people thought they needed from me. And I just allowed him to tell me who I was. So Alison Ford, the artist, the spectacular talent that I've met, she shared this thought process about balance with us, which makes a lot of sense to me. Let's listen um, to her chat. Let's listen to her chat from episode 54. I don't like to use the word work-life balance. I'm not trying to have a balance between my life and work. You know, in terms of like a scale where it's 50-50. It's, life is not like that. How could you put all of your whole life on the other side of work when your life is so much more complex than that? Damien Washington knows a bit about how much time to schedule for himself. He is a meditator. So I think like... He is just this very centered human being, but what do I know anyway? He <laughs> he just made me laugh like the whole episode. So if you have listened to Damien's episode number 77, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The most important thing is, is grace. You give yourself grace. You give yourself grace when you can't do the thing. You give yourself grace when there's no room to continue the journey. And you're like, I ain't doing that today. And so that's fine. You give yourself the grace beyond the, oh, you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to do this. And yes, that is important. The discipline and the stick to is important. However, grace is of utmost importance because all we are is just light and love, period. You give yourself grace to keep that open, to hold that space for that love and that light that you are so it can continue to expand and be its most broad whole self regardless of what that looks like, regardless of what your judgment of that perhaps might look like, as long as you are just showing up. And then when you can't, you're giving yourself grace because it is tough. And anyone who tells you it, it isn't tough, they're lying or they don't have multiple sclerosis. He is just this great soul and I'm blessed to know him. So there's a lot of people on here that I didn't bring up. David Lyons, and we talked about the Digmans at the beginning, but Jenna Green and her advocacy, um, Latoya Johnson and the MS Candle Company, Steve Rose, I hope you're out there still getting your 5K on. 
And of course, the twins coast to coast, they are also starting their own podcast, which is very exciting. I hope you guys tune into that. David Walsh, congratulations, is now, drum roll please, the strongest disabled man in the world. Yes, the world. You heard it here. I am just so tickled for him and his family and all the work that he's put in. It's pretty darn exciting. Um, Anna, holy macaroni, thank you so much for sharing your lovely thoughts and experiences with us. I mean, talk about a thriver. And really, all of these people that I get to talk to are just thriving in such special ways. David Bentley Jr., I saw him the other day delivering more books to people. So my whole piece today is I really want to say thank you. Thank you to all of these courageous individuals who share their stories with me every week. I am just overcome by the amount of compassion and love and outpouring that they all and you all listeners have given me to keep the show going. So we are going to have season three and season three will be focused also on our core values, of course, but we're going to build on that a little bit and talk a, a bit about gratitude and how that impacts us in our daily lives. For me, gratitude comes at all times of the day. I set a morning intention and then at the end of the day, I reflect on those intentions to see if I was able to follow through. And then I run through a list of things I'm grateful for for that day. One thing that I say every day, and you may have heard me um, talk about this before, is being thankful for just getting home safely because we never know what curveballs life is going to throw at us. But in addition to that piece of gratitude, I really try to sit in that for a minute and be very intentional about my thoughts and be at peace with that. And I kind of just run through those at the end of the day. A lot of people use journaling and other techniques, and we're going to get into a lot of those during the next season. So from me and all of my thrivers here at the Thriving Over Surviving podcast, Again, I want to thank you so, so much for listening, and we're looking forward to season three. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Thriving Over Surviving podcast. If you would like to join our growing community of thrivers, there are a lot of ways to do so. Visit the website at thrivingoversurvivingpodcast.com. There you'll find links to all our social media, my blog, and lots more. See you next time when we chat it up with another autoimmune warrior on the Thriving Over Surviving podcast. Keep thriving.